Xavier Becerra paves the way for another emergency right before the elections. Again, Michael Moore has a plan for saving, quote, democracy, end quote, and a stark warning comes from someone who knows all about the consequences. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talk of Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talk and Politics. Well, it's not just Kamala that says stupid things. Yesterday, Dr. Jill Biden, who it, it's really scary that she's actually taking care of Joe right now. She was at a Latinx Inclusion. Uh, that's how it's spelled. It's I-N-C-L-X-I-O-N. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, and she makes a comparison that might be problematic. And actually, I take it back. It is problematic because this morning she had to apologize. Uh, this was just absolutely incredible. And she actually makes a couple of gaffes here. So let, let's listen to Dr. Jill. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. Wow. What just Wow. First off, I don't know what a bogada is. I'm assuming she meant bodegas. Uh, and that was the... <laughs> My gosh. Um, just an FYI, the Hispanic community does not like being called Latinx. They really don't. Because that's not a word. And most of them don't even know what it means. Second thing, I even asked Josie, who's listens to me constantly she doesn't know what latinx is she thinks it's dumb and second thing um did she just compare the diversity of the mexican community with breakfast tacos by the way there's no such thing as breakfast tacos there are breakfast burritos uh and they're pretty much made all the same way, you know, egg, bacon, cheese, ham, and, and some chili sauce. They're, they're all basically the same. There's not a lot of diversity in breakfast burritos. Breakfast tacos, There maybe there's a ton of diversity. I have yet to see a breakfast taco anywhere. Um, and then you wonder why the Biden administration is polling at 30% with the Mexican community, because they are. They're doing very badly with the Hispanic community. It's not just the Mexican community. It's the entire Hispanic community. Um, <laughs> needless to say, she had... Well, I mean, we got to understand something. Do you believe that Dr. Jill has ever eaten a breakfast burrito? Do you believe that Dr. Jill has ever been in a Bogota? Or a bodega? Of course not. She's never... Are you kidding me? They're way too high class to be eating breakfast burritos or going into bodegas to pick up potato chips. Who's kidding who? 
Well, anyway, the National His- Association of Hispanic Journalists released a statement about this, and of course they did, because everything's got to be racist. Now, I don't think this was a racist comment. I think it was a stereotypical concept. Uh, I don't think it was racist. But, hey, they made their beds. She's a racist, so let's just go with that. Okay, they said, quote, Using breakfast tacos to try and demonstrate the uniqueness of Latinos in San Antonio demonstrates the lack of cultural knowledge and sensitivity to the diversity of Latinos in the region. That's true. I mean, she definitely doesn't quite understand the culture. NAHJ encourages Dr. Biden and her speech team, writing team, to take the time in the future to better understand the complexities of our people and communities. We are not tacos. <laughs> our heritage as Latinos is shaped by a variety of dysporias, diasporas, uh, cultures, and food traditions, and should not be reduced to a stereotype. Now, well, there you have it. So, I guess Dr. Jill is up there with Kamala and Joe. Um, maybe if she slurred like Joe, people wouldn't have understood what she said and they wouldn't be as insulted. But there's your Kamalaism of the day. These are coming in every day now. I, I, I am constantly finding stupid things to, to, to put up here because they just are constantly saying dumb things. I don't remember our politicians being this stupid when I was a kid. I mean, Jimmy Carter was pretty dumb. George Bush was pretty dumb, too, so I guess. Okay. And I'm telling you, this is coming. I have... It will come. Trust me. September, early October. The Biden administration is going to try and shut down the country again so they can actually uh, manipulate the elections. Just like they did back in 2020. Here is Xavier Becerra. The Health and Human Services Secretary, who has absolutely no experience in health or human services, uh, basically saying that COVID is coming back and it's going to come back in the fall and we better be prepared for it. Listen. What I will tell you is that uh, come the fall and winter, uh, most everyone who's uh, an expert on pandemics and these viruses will tell you that strong chance that we see we'll see a resurgence of a, the virus, whether it's the variants that we have now or new variants, and we got to be ready. We already talked about this yesterday. Monkeypox isn't going real well because apparently they can't talk too much about it because it's only affecting the gay and bisexual uh, bisexual community, the LGBTQ community. You know, guys that can't keep their penises hidden away for a couple of months until monkeypox goes away and it's happening. Uh, but you, they have to come up with something and they want to, they, they need to somehow shut down this coming election because, or at least control it so they can control the votes because right now <laughs> they, they, they are going to get killed. They may not lose the Senate, but they're, they're probably going to lose the House. And they, they can't stop it. And um, they need to find a way to cheat during the election. And yes, I said it. They cheated in the last election. I have very little doubt about it. So you just remember this. Now, my I could be wrong. 
and I'll feel like an ass if I am wrong. And I'll have to say, yeah, well, they, they, when they lost the election, yeah, they, they, they didn't, but you watch, there's going to be some attempts here. Um, and, and by the way, Omicron, there, there were like 300 people that died of, of the, of the COVID virus yesterday. I mean, it's just not affecting us anymore. It's 300. That's, that's not very many. Okay. Um, so Michael Moore, who did movies like 20 years ago and they were they were crap movies he did win an oscar for one but that's because uh that's because he's a le- he's a wild leftist I'll, I'll go communist and he's really fat and the poor bastard really should start doing movies again because he's getting fatter i mean i don't know what this guy i know he's a millionaire he doesn't have to work again but i mean he's just getting monsters so he decided to go out and write a 28th amendment which would overturn the Second Amendment. And I read this thing. I know this is all BS, and this is never going to happen. As a matter of fact, if the Second Amendment does get overturned, it's not going to get overturned because um, through the constitutional process, which is what they're supposed to do, it's just going to get eliminated. It's just going to get destroyed. It's it's going to be the same thing that the Democrats are trying to do now, where they just restrict it to the point you just can never get a gun. But at least Michael Moore has decided, here, this is going to be an example of the the Second Amendment, how to get rid of the Second Amendment. And this is what we should put in its place. Now, you can tell by the writing that this guy is no founding father. Real And seriously, you can tell this guy is actually a Nazi, because this is what the Nazis did. Um, the first thing you'll notice is that this has eight sections. There is no constitutional amendment in the constitution that has eight sections. And the reason is because the founding fathers wanted to make it as simple and as direct as possible and let the states make the decisions outside of that. So he, he took this thing all out. Let's go, let's take, uh, this fairy tale of an amendment and rip it up into the pieces because I, I think it's actually quite humorous and it actually shows you where this guy's mind is. Okay, section one, the inalienable right of free people to keep to be kept safe from gun violence and the fear thereof must not be infringed and shall be protected by Congress and the states. This amendment thus repeals and replaces the second amendment. Okay, the first word we should hear, see here, the two words that are the key to this this section is fear and safe. Those are key words here. Understand something. Freedom means you cannot live in fear. Freedom is constantly in danger. Freedom must be fought for, and it takes bravery to fight for it. And one of the reasons, and this this is an opposite of what he what the Second Amendment is for. Notice he says it shall be up to Congress and the states to protect us. The Second Amendment is made to protect us from the government. And so therefore, um, he wants to take our rights away and give it right to the government. And by the way, do you really want to be protected by the government? How well has the government been protecting us in the first place with the rampant crime, the mass shootings and all this stuff? The government hasn't been able to protect anybody. 
So we're going to suddenly just give it up? Yeah, no. Okay, let's go to section two. Congress shall create a mandatory system of firearm registration and licensing for the following limited purposes. A, licensed hunters of game. B, licensed ranges for the sport of target shooting. And C, for the few who can demonstrate a special need for protection. That's crap too. All who seek a firearm will undergo strict vetting process with a thorough background check, including the written and confidential approval of family members, spouses, and ex-spouses, and or partners and ex-partners, co-workers, and neighbors. A mental health check will also be required. There will be a waiting period of one month to complete the full background check. Yeah, no problems here. I would love to get a personality. I would love to get a background check from my ex-wife. I'm sure my ex-wife will say, oh yeah, he should have a gun. That's awesome. And by the way, the medical health check is another thing. Psychiatrists are witch doctors. There's nothing, no science by, by them. If I say the wrong word, I put the pronoun in the wrong place, they can turn me down. Firearms registration is unconstitutional for a reason. Because, the Second Amend because of the Second Amendment. It's none of the government's damn business what I own. And I definitely shouldn't have to tell them what I own and where I put it and what the numbers are. Because the government shouldn't know. It's none of the government's business. By the way, what oh, basically all these sections where he's talking about the limitations of gun ownership is crap anyway. And when we get to, I think it's section six, you'll see that, okay... Why did you even have eight sections? You could have had two sections, and it would have been done. Section three, those who meet all the requirements for the restricted gun owners group and successfully pass background checks must take a firearm safety class and pass a written test on an annual basis. All this does is just makes it hard for a person to keep their gun license. I'm surprised he didn't put this, uh, that the gun owners must own insurance. Uh, I, I'm a little shocked about this because this is what California is trying to do is make it that you have to have... It's already been found unconstitutional, by the way. But this is what... Uh, I, I'm surprised he didn't add this here. Section 4. The minimum age for the restricted groups who can own a firearm is 25 years old. Renewal and review of the firearms license will occur on an annual basis. By the way, who's doing all these reviews? The government. And what matrix do they use for those reviews? Could it be that I have a conservative podcast that they don't like and then they decide that I am not, I am dangerous to own a gun because I don't like the government and I make it very clear I don't like the government? Probably. Section 5. <clears throat> Congress shall stipulate and continually update the list, uh, update, the limited list of approval approved firearms for civilian use, including weapons in the future that are not yet invented. Yeah, that's a trick. The following firearms are hereto banned. All automatic and semi-automatic weapons and all devices which can be which can enable a single shot gun to fire automatically or semi-automatically. Now do you see a problem with that one? That's all guns. That's all of them. Shotguns are the, are the only ones you can have. Even a revolver isn't a single-shot gun. It actually will cycle and put a gun into... It could be considered... It could be considered 
a, a, a semi-automatic weapon. That can be argued. Any weapon that can hold more than six bullets or rounds at a time or any magazine that holds more than six bullets. Well, there goes your semi-automatic uh, uh, pistols because none of them hold six rounds. They all hold between uh, eight and 16 rounds. And you can get an extended mag, which makes them longer. So you you already got rid of those. All guns made of plastic or homemade equipment and machinery or a 3D printer that can make a gun or weapon that can take a human life. So basically, he's just describing weapons. And, and they do make 3D printer guns from 3D printers, and they do post them on the internet. So there is that. But basically, they just want to get rid of all guns here. I, that's why he could have skipped all of these sections because basically there are no guns available. And then, of course, when we invent laser guns, we're not going to be able to carry those either because the government's going to be able to say you can't have that either. Section 6, Congress shall regulate all ammunition, capacity of ammunition, the storage of guns, gun locks, gun sights, body armor, and the sale and distribution of such items. No weapons, body armor? Really? Why regulate body armor? Uh, because they don't want anyone protected. It's all the government's up to government to protect us. No weapons of any kind whose sole intention is pre, uh, premeditated elimination of human life are considered legal. That's everything. We're going to ban knives soon? Congress may create future restrictions as this amendment specifically does not grant the Americans the right to own the any weapon. Okay, so basically, this is it. You do not have a right. They're taking away rights. At least he says it. Gun control is the removal of rights. And this is why I make a big argument with the Democrats. They keep screaming about democracy you guys aren't talking democracy you're taking away rights at least he writes it section seven police who are trained and vetted to use firearms shall be subject to comprehensive continuous monitoring and shall be dismissed if found to exhibit any racist or violent behavior of course this needed to be added because cops are evil section eight persons already owning any of the above banned firearms and who do not fall into the legal groups of restricted firearm owners will have one month from the ratification of this amendment to turn in their firearms for destruction by local law enforcement. These local authorities may organize a gun buyback program to assist in the effort. And what happens if I don't turn in my legally owned gun? I mean, I, I've, had, I've got a couple of guns that are, I've had for 25, 30 years. And it was, they were all legal at this point. So what if I don't want to turn it in? By the way, they talk about Australia's gun buyback policy. Yeah, they got 30% of the guns returned. That's it. Just 30% of the guns were returned. So yeah, I want to see what's going to happen. So go after the law-abiding citizens. Send them to prison. That makes a lot of sense because they don't want to deal with this stuff. You know, as much as what's ironic here is Michael Moore is known to call every conservative in the world a Nazi. This is Nazi crap. How do we know that this proposed amendment or this dream that he calls an amendment is Nazi crap? 
Because this is what the Nazis did. This is what the Soviet Union did. This is what China did. This is what Ven this is exactly what Venezuela did. This is exactly what Cuba did. Listen, I, as far as I'm concerned, why can't Michael Moore, who hates this country, I mean, just last week he said he was going to reject his U.S. citizenship. I don't know how that works. That he doesn't feel he's got the rights as a citizen because of Roe versus Wade being overturned. And he can't, he doesn't believe he has any rights. Why doesn't he move to Russia or China? Why don't you just get out of the country? Move to France. They're socialists, sort of. Except uh, the people are now fighting it. Why don't you just leave the country? And leave us alone. We don't need his tyrannical crap. Just go away. These people never do. Because we're the greatest country in the world, and he damn well knows it. I mean, he does it. He, good, 26 miles off the coast of uh, off the coast of Florida. You can go to Cuba. There it is. Okay, so we talk about this a lot. But it is still uncommon to have someone who has been through the process and explains what he or she has gone through when it comes to gender transition. It is becoming more common. People who have decided to detransition, which means they transition from one sex to another and thought, oh God, this was a huge mistake, transitions back. Um, but these are being suppressed and condemned by the psychology profession, the med media, and educators. And we're talking K through 12 educators. Enter this story. And this is a heavy story. Of course, no one talk. Even Fox News doesn't talk about this. They did a little bit. But, I mean, this seems like it would be kind of an important thing to talk about. So, according to the Daily Wire, 17-year-old Chloe Cole who detransitioned after chemical and surgical treatments in a fruitless effort to become male, said, said Florida officials. The radical gender theory sweeping the nation can have dangerous and even deadly consequences on kids. Chloe, who at the age of 13 took puberty blockers and two years later had a double mastectomy, which, quote, irreversibly and painfully, end quote, damaged her body said she now is unlikely to ever be a mother and faces a heightened risk of cancer. Her testimony came during a public hearing on whether Florida should reimburse people for the advocates call gender reaffirming care. Um, listen to yourself, and mind you, listen to her voice. This is a girl, and because all the crap she pumped into her body, she, you, she sounds like a boy. And she's been detransitioned for a few years now. Listen. I don't know if I'll be able to fully carry a child. Um, and I might be at increased risk for certain cancers, namely cervical cancer. And because I do not have my breasts, I, I no longer have breasts. I, I'm not able to breastfeed whatever future children I have. That realization actually was um, one of the biggest things that lead to me realizing that I this was not the path that I should have taken.
This is absolutely heartbreaking. And she's a beautiful girl, too. But her life is ruined because of decisions that she was encouraged to make at the age of 13. Decisions that her parents were encouraged to approve of at the age of 13. Decisions that psychiatrists and schools are promoting and hiding from parents. That's affirmation care. I mean, if she wants to be, let's say she's 21, what's the hurry? Why can't we take a wait-and-see approach when it comes to things like that? Most people at 13 that are gender-confused, and by the way, that's everyone. Everyone at 13 is puberty. What's the rush? Let the kid determine at 21, at 25, at 18, what they want to be. I'm not saying, you know... Don't do it if you if that's what you want to do. But why? What's the hurry at thirteen to ruin this person's life? And by the way, I think even at eighteen, twenty-one, I think there's something wrong with you if you think you're a woman when you're a man. People like like Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, or Bruce Jenner, whatever you want to call them, they are openly admit they're they're men. You know, but states are pushing this crap. California bill, SB 107, which is sponsored, by the way, by a pervert, Scott Wiener. Yes, that's his name. I'm not making that up. This is a guy who wants to legalize child sex. He is a sick son of a bitch. And he's still uh, serving in the state Senate, which makes no freaking sense to me. He says, this bill says that the states can actually take a child away if they refuse affirmation care. California has already said that the wait-and-see approach is conversion therapy. That trying to let your kid decide, trying to let your kid wait to see if he feels this way in the future when he's older and able to make decisions... They say that's conversion therapy. This stuff is being pushed down our throats. And who already does this, by the way? Canada. Canada will take your children away from you if you refuse to transition your nine-year-old. There are cases up there right now. If you get the chance, go to the Daily Wire and watch What is a Woman? The Matt Walsh documentary. It's heartbreaking. It starts out really funny. It, it starts out really funny. But then it goes, goes very dark. Because you actually see the consequences of this crap. And one of them is a detransitioner. Who said it was the biggest mistake he's made in his life. He's going to die early. Just like what she said. But they don't push this in affirmation therapy. Okay, and our last story, AOC and Ted Lieu <laughs> got to be a pair of the dumbest representatives in the House, and I mean, I mean that literally. We always talk about AOC. You, uh, there are billions of examples of how stupid she is. Ted Lieu is just as dumb, except he's not as pretty, and he is—he's—he uh, can't speak well. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me put you this way. Every time Ted Lou is questioning someone in the house, he gets just rocked. He get, just gets hammered by somebody. So they are really pissed off about, these two are really pissed off about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So they have asked Chuck Schumer, the majority leader of the Senate, to use the liar, liar, pounce on fire condemnation of the Supreme Court justices, specifically Neil Gorsuch and uh, uh, Kavanaugh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Though I'm pretty sure they, they want Amy Coney Barrett in there too. So they write, they write this letter to Schumer, and this is what part of it said, quote, we request that the Senate make its position clear on whether Justices Kavanaugh and Gorsuch lied under oath during their confirmation hearings. We must call out their actions for what they were before the moment passes so that we can prevent such a mendacious degeneration of our fundamental rights and the rule of law from ever happening again. Here's the thing. The justices never lied. What the justices did is what every justice does. As a matter of fact, what the justices did is called the Ruth Bader Ginsburg rule. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the first person to actually do this, and every justice does that. So essentially what they're talking about is, um, and, and actually there's a quote from the Daily Wire. What the justices do is that they sat back and were asked, is, is Roe versus Wade settled law? And the justice said, it's settled precedent, yes. And it is. It was settled precedent. Then they were asked, can you overturn Roe versus, would you overturn Roe versus Wade? And then the justices did exactly what the Ruth Bader Ginsburg rule states. Uh, we'd have to have it in front of us? I don't know. That That's not a lie. It was settled. It was settled precedent. It was never a super precedent. They tried to get them to Brown versus the Board of Education is super precedent. No one is going to overturn Brown versus the Board of Education because of um, uh, and, and start segregation again. Never going to happen. That's considered a super precedent. Women being allowed to vote, that's considered a super precedent. Actually, that's a constitutional amendment, so that's not a thing either. But that's what, what are considered super precedents. Those, those rules were made. They're never going to be changed. I even say the gay, mar the gay marriage and the um, contraception uh, rulings are precedents. Those are super precedents. They're probably never going to be changed. They should be. They're terrible precedents. But they're probably never going to be changed. Okay. Uh, the Daily Wire explains this best. Both Gorsuch and Kavanaugh stated during the confirmation hearings that they considered Roe, along with its successor, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, to be settled precedent in the eyes of the court. Many took those statements to mean that they would never vote to overturn the two landmark abortion cases, which they did in late June. But stating that those cases were precedent did not mean that the justice was lying, nor did it necessarily constitute a promise to never be overturned, said precedent, never to overturn the said precedent. The fact that Roe and Casey were precedent does not mean they were necessarily constitutional or that they were not simply bad law, however. Plessy versus Ferguson, which allowed for segregation under the banner of separate but equal, 
uh, that allowed for the Jim Crow laws was also precedence once until Brown versus the Board of Education reversed that. Korematsu versus the United States, which allowed for the internment of the Japanese Americans during World War II, was also considered precedent until it wasn't because it was eventually overruled. So that's what it is. So when they were asked, is this, this is not the justices' fault for their answers. It's the senator's fault for not asking the right questions. And then when they did ask the right questions, is Roe versus Wade considered a super precedence? They said no. It's not a super precedent. And the reason they said it, and they all said it, all three of them said that. Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch all said that. It's not super precedence because we still have a debate on it. We're not debating segregation is bad, but we are all debating abortion. Abortion has never stopped being debated. So it is not considered super precedence. And then when they were asked, would you overturn Roe versus Wade? They said, oh, well, I can't say that until it's in front of the court. I won't, I won't rule. I won't say something like that before we go, which is the Ruth Bader Ginsburg rule. So they never lied. They just didn't answer the question. And they did kind of answer the question. They said it's not a super precedent. Abortion is not a super precedence. And if they did, and then let's get let's throw a curve here. Let's just say they misled. I don't think they misled, but let's just say they did. So what? What are they going to do about it? So they're going to go to the Senate. They're going to vote on crap that says, well, they weren't being very honest. And then what? So what? I'm not, and trust me, I'm not saying they did that. They didn't. I watched the confirmation hearings, especially the Kavanaugh confirmation hearing. And, and I saw the Coney Barrett hearing. Beauty of being retired. You've got time to watch this crap. And no, they never misled. They were very clear. They didn't answer the questions. That's the, that's the Ruth Bader Ginsburg rule. But they never misled them. But if they did, because they're better lawyers than all the politicians up there, whose fault is that? Seems to me it's the senator's fault. And they've been appointed to lifetime positions where they can't be punished by little things like this. So let's make it clear. As usual, uh, I'm pretty sure nothing will come about this because Chuck Schumer is a lot of bark but no bite. I don't think he's going to want to do this. I don't even think the Senate has any taste for this. These guys are confirmed for life, game over, deal with it. And I think Chuck Schumer will not do this simply because it will look like sour grapes. They, they didn't stop these guys from being confirmed. And they are ruling. I mean, tons of rulings right now are going against the left. Because the left doesn't like the Constitution and they actually don't believe in the Constitution. So, okay. Uh, God, I got so many stories and no time. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com uh, and I'll post this. Uh, you can take a look at the video of this this girl, Chloe. Uh, Chloe Cole. A very sad story. I also have three new videos posted. I'm going to try and post another one today. Uh, so, Go visit Rumble, type in Dumbasses Talking Politics, and take a look at the videos. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.